downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Hello, Radio Free Brooklyn. You're listening to Queer State of Mind Live. You might be noticing a different voice this Ori. I'm back. Sadu and Mr. Ron are on vacation this week, so we're going to throw a little shade at them, probably drinking already. It's 12 o'clock here in our studios in Bushwick. You're listening to Queer State of Live coming up. Ooh, we got all kinds of stuff. Kanye is going through it right now. We'll talk about Janelle Monet, her new album, and the information she revealed to the world plus all the latest pop culture, music, gossip, and more. So stay tuned right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Y'all turn it up. This is Queer State of Mind, live on Radio Free Brooklyn. New York City's home for LGBTQ news and talk, powered by the Queer Minded Radio Network. Join the conversation live on Twitter at QSOMNYC and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Queer State of Mind. And send us your news tips, announcements, and events to QueerStateOfMindNYC at gmail.com. Hello, hello, hello. You're listening to Queer State of Mind live on Radio Free Brooklyn. It is 12.02 in our studio up in Bushwick, baby. How y'all doing? Morning. Hey, good morning. morning. Well, afternoon. 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 <laughs> Ooh, it's, it's that kind of day already. I've mean, only been up for an hour, so good <laughs> morning to me. Yeah, I, yesterday, I did the most yesterday, too. I was up way past my bedtime. I don't know. It was Friday, you know, frisky Friday. Mm-hmm. Feeling a little bit of something. Good. And it was like a, a nice weather. It's just, yeah. It's been messing. It's messing but can we out. just talk about how thankful we are for this weather? It's not cold no more. I don't want to jinx it, though, because, you know, Miss Winter could come back at any time. <laughs> she is known to do that. She is known to do that. We had snow, like, what, last <laughs> week, week, two right. weeks ago. So, Mm-mm. But it's almost May. It's warm. You know, you can walk outside with a light jacket. I mean, have you seen the girls wearing shorts Not already? too hot. Not See, see that's too, too much. much. Right? It's too much. It's not that it's warm, not, It's not time for the shorts. The shorts <laughs> don't come out till June. Mm-mm. Yes. At the earliest. Earliest. I can't. Because I don't like when the breeze comes and the breeze is too. No, I like to be comfortable. Yeah. And so, but it is not, you know, it's not too hot, not too cold, right? For a light jacket mm-hmm. weather. I enjoy it. I'm happy for it. The sun is out. Yes. Very, very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Ain't no clouds. Yeah. Good time. <laughs> so, I'm Ori Givens. Y'all might have forgotten about me. You know, I, I ain't been oh. here in a minute. Back from the past. Back from the past. Yes. You know, Miss Sadu is where she at Fire Island. She's at yeah. Fire Island. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, mm-hmm. Doing yeah. her thing. You're wearing her ankles as earrings. You know, Ooh. I'm still waiting for my invitation to Fire Island. Like I'm waiting for my jollof rice. So, you know, maybe some, either one of them will come here shortly. Miss Duran, where's she at? I think she's on a cruise. Yeah, she went to Miami and then she's on a cruise right now, I believe. Wow. Oh, see, I'm afraid of cruises since they had all them issues back, you know, back in the day. Yeah, like, don't they have like the no, no norovirus? And I don't know. They did. They have, they have all I've never done a cruise and I'm from Florida. Like, <laughs> really? Like, yeah. like, I'm from Miami where they like, that's they like the central. That's yeah, where they go I've never from. done one ever in my life. 
I um I did one a few years ago. My dad and my brother and I all went on a cruise, and it was actually I mean it was fun. It was it was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I'd never been on a boat for that long, and I don't know how to swim, so you know I'm kind of like afraid that you know with something go down, ain't shit I can do. You know I'm just here on this boat, but okay. you know they keep you liquored up, so it's all good. <laughs> you yeah, know, they do. They they keep you down. So, well, I hope she's enjoying her cruise. Have me a decra for me. I'm assuming know. it's a straight cruise, right? Probably she ain't on no Atlantis or nothing. She wouldn't do that. She can't do that. No, she wouldn't do that. Well, I was about to say maybe she's listening in, but they don't be having good internet on the boat. It's expensive. It was it's like twenty dollars. Yeah, ain't nobody got time for that. Who's gonna pay twenty dollars to just check your email and get on Facebook? No, enjoy. Hopefully she enjoying Mm -hmm. her her frosty beverages. Yeah. Hopefully maybe there's some trade on the boat. You know, a little bit of trade. Usually, I mean, yeah, I think so, right? Usually, I feel like every cruise always has least like these entertainers. Yeah, you know, there's something. The last time I. Well, I, maybe I'll tell that story after the break. That's Ooh. you know that was interesting. Last when I was on a cruise, what happened? But anyway, we got our our uh, new track, our first startup track, and it's from Janelle Monae. You know she had a big week, girl. She, she sure did. She had a big mm-hmm. week, and we're gonna talk about everything that has come out about her this week. I got week. to party with her on Monday. <gasps> did, wait, wait, you did what? How'd you just, how'd you get to party? What? Do we want to get into it now or we should get into it later? We'll get into it after the track. Yeah. I want to play Crazy Classic Life. I've actually not heard any of the new music yet. So this will be a debut for me. It'll be a debut for all of you. We'll listen to some Janelle Monet, Crazy Classic Life. And then we'll be back right here on Queer State of Mind, y'all. So stay tuned. You told us we hold these truths to be self-evident. And all
to Queer State of Mind live on Radio Free Brooklyn. That was Miss Janelle Monet, Crazy Classic Life. I'm here for it. I vote yes. That was a real cute song. It was really cute. Mm-hmm. It was really cute. Like, I like just the, the mood of it and the mm-hmm. feel of it. Now, Jose yes. got to kick it with Miss Janelle Monet this past week and some other celebrities. Yeah. Tell us about what happened. So, um... <clears throat> Everyone, I think everyone is established that I'm a massive Janelle Monae fan. I've been, I've been a fan since Arc Android, and anytime she comes out with a record, tours, does anything, I always try to stay on top of it. So, um, I found out that there was going to be a private screening to Dirty Computer, the film, the emotion picture, as she likes to Ooh. call it, and it was going to be open to the public. All you just had to do was register and put in your details and maybe you'd get a callback. So I registered and I miraculously did get a callback. So I literally went to work on Monday, jetted out early and went to the, I think it was Walter Stern Theater in Lincoln Center. That's where the the screening was. I was there with three other friends. We waited in line for like about an hour and a half before they started letting people in. And we just like walk in and it's like this, you know, probably I would say if it's 150, maybe 200 seat little theater in the in the venue. And like we're walking in and my friend Mark turns to me. He's like, he's like, look to your left, look to your left. I look to my left and literally Lupita Nyong'o and Common are like standing like three feet away from me. I'm just like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Yes. But it's really cool. I think every if anyone who's listening and you guys, I, I think I sent you the, the the actual film itself. It's available now on YouTube. Um, it's a really interesting uh, sort of series of vignettes that she ties together to uh, like a, a larger story of like mm-hmm. having to do with like exclusion and being an outcast and sort of like your identities being erased. So it's, you know, <clears throat> this isn't that, you know, and you know we've we've seen many visual albums obviously you know beyonce sort of uh lifted this game and i feel like all these other artists now are just uh jumping on board um so i think janelle's is absolutely fabulous and i think everyone should definitely well it's check kind it out. of you know it's it's interesting now because we had the this idea of a visual album it's kind of reformed itself because you know we had those longer form music videos like thriller video things like that that have existed before mm-hmm. But I, you know, I feel like that visual medium just gives so much more to the music. And, you know, that's why music videos were so popular back in the day. And then when you add kind of that stronger, you know, cinematic element to it, um, it just it just takes that story even further. And so Mm -hmm. I, I love it. I love the idea of it. I hope more artists do it. I, honestly, I want, you know, I know people still make music videos, but since we don't, you know, it's not consumed in the same way mm-hmm. as it as it used to be. You know, it's not like you go home, you watch TRL, 
And well, maybe people do watch TRL now because I think it's back on. Yeah, I think it's back on. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know if they they're the same. I haven't watched it. It's well, yeah, it's different me. because now music <laughs> videos are are put up and they're just put on YouTube or put on yeah, artist or Vivo, sites. Yeah, right? exactly, and that's how they're consumed. So. I mean, in one respect, it's kind of cool because, you know, I remember watching MTV back in the day and you would have to watch maybe a good hour's worth or two hours worth Mm -hmm. of TV before you saw your actual video. And now Mm -hmm. you could just literally go on Vivo, queue up a playlist, which is what I sometimes do to like Kiki in my apartment. I queue up like the best 90s and early aughts music videos Mm -hmm. and just like have a couple people over and we just like live. Yeah. No, I I, I mean, we've done that before as well. Just kind of going through... I don't know. Y'all remember the box? Y'all oh, remember the box back in the do day? Do I? Uh, of course. <laughs> so, like, those of you that may not know what the box is, like, before really... I mean, it was it happened at the same time as MTV, but the box was, like, this way that you could... Pay for play. Yeah, exactly. You paid it, two bucks and, and you, you could got dial in. It. I always wondered, like, how did... I mean, because, you know, all these people were probably calling in to, like, you know, and you, I remember you see the numbers come up and it was like, we got you, you know, video cue. But, oh. yeah, you could basically curate a playlist on this channel and i don't know if maybe there were different like they had different feeds and i've always wondered how the box worked because it was kind of just magical mm-hmm. um but you'd see these music videos that maybe you didn't get to see on mtv or or weren't in heavy rotation so um you kind of got different looks and you would get any type of video um but kind of that idea uh, it, it's kind of like the predecessor of this now now you don't have to pay for it now you can just kind of go to a site and play and that's the video, it. That's which it. is amazing so let's get into today's topics. Oh, Lord. Ooh. So honestly, okay. So Kanye West <laughs> did something. Um, <laughs> I'm so like here, you know, if if I had an empty cup, that would represent how much I care mm. about Kanye West. I'm going to be honest. You know, but apparently Kanye sent some tweets and people are saying and one of them was wearing a Make America Great Again hat. And now the girls are coming for him because he is supportive of President Trump, which, you know, you can be supportive of President Trump. There's nothing wrong with supporting President Trump. I think that it's interesting that people are critiquing him. Considering, you know. It's 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 interesting because we're wondering why he's supporting President Trump. I think that's mm-hmm. a question that a lot of people have, um, considering some of the politics at play. Um, but people are saying that it's you know it's Kanye unraveling again. What do you think about you know people coming for him for his support of President Trump? Does he have a right to you know his support? I mean, I mean, so Kanye has always been just. I, I think for the last few years, like ever since like you know his mother passed, he's he's been unhinged for a minute. So like it's not a touched. Sub- uh, Oh, yeah, oh, that touch. Thank you. Yeah, touched. he's been touched. <laughs> um, so, like, it's not a surprise, especially because I think when Trump was elected, didn't he, like, show up at Trump Tower? Like, I mean, this has, like, yeah. been growing for a while. I mean, so it's, it shouldn't be a, sur- a surprise to people. Like, I don't know why there's, like, the uproar now, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you know, I mean, if he wants to support him, he can. I mean, I will not pay to go see him. Not that I would anyway, but, like, you know, that that's how he wants to do. That's what he wants to do. But, like, I think he's in the second place. He's been there for a minute. And... Hopefully he will uh, recover at some point. Actually, speaking of the second place, did you? Um, so Kim Kardashian also like sent a, a tweet out. She was like, "Kanye's not in the sunken place." And I'm like, "Really? I don't even think she can comment on the sunken right. place." Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't know. Yeah, she's like, "No, Kanye's fine. He's on the sunken place." I was like, "Really, girl? Like you don't like of all the people to be talking about sunken the sunken place? Like right. you are right. commenting on this? Right? Like you are the queen of sunken places." <laughs> <laughs> I don't. You know, it's. 
there would you know and we're in a point where celebrities and their who they support and their politics are much more part of the conversation now and artists have always kind of towed that line on whether or not they were going to be involved in politics whether that they were going to speak their minds you remember back in the day with the dixie chicks when they were at a concert and spoke out against president bush it practically put their career on stop mm-hmm. you know, I mean, no, for it years. Did. It did put their career on stop. Yeah. Like, I mean, they weren't getting rotation years. on radio. Country radio okay, dropped, dropped them. them. Yeah. So like, remember that, yeah. And so, you know, it, it, celebrities can sometimes pay a heavy price <clears throat> for speaking out. Um, you know, they're saying that Kanye dropped like 9 million fans on Twitter, which may or may not have been related oh, to wow. this. So, you know, and I think people are also, they want to say that celebrities can't have these opinions. You know, it's, they should not have these opinions. Um, why do we, why do we put such concern and such stock in the political views of celebrities? I mean, I think part of it is, uh, I, I think, I'm trying to think now, like, you know, like back in the eighties or seventies, like, what is the thing? And like, I wonder if it's also just because of, you know, the internet, social media, like now we can actually really, since there's a whole new way that artists are trying to communicate with the fans and communicate their thoughts, like we're now much more aware of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just, I think it's interesting that like, yeah, like why is this happening now? I think it's, it's like kind of the question I have. Cause it's just like, is it because like everyone has a Twitter and like their teams are tweeting stuff or and, like they're tweeting stuff and it's just like, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's one of those things where I, <clears throat> I can't remember what celebrity uh, was talking about it, but she sort of, she, I, I remember it was a female. She sort of said that in this day and age now, there's no, it was actually Khalees. Khalees oh. was, 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 I was watching this really interesting interview, which actually we should talk about also during the show of how like she, when she's not promoting a project or she's not doing something, she really likes to live her life off the radar. So like yeah. she doesn't use social, she doesn't use like Twitter. She's not tweeting, you know, pictures of her like, you know, at her home in like a bathrobe or like selfies, like bathroom selfies just to sort of keep herself relevant. Mm -hmm. And she sort of says that this generation now that comes up, both generation Y and generation Z feel the need to have to do that. There's like, if if you want to pursue a career in, in media or in film or in music in any capacity now, you always have to be on, you always have to be thinking about what you're going to post or what you're going to say. And it's, it's, it's kind of sad, you know, you don't really, the the separation of a private life and a public life just doesn't exist. No, I, I, you know, and I think that because we are always connected, we have these devices in our hands. Like we have these devices in front of us. We're fed all of this information. It's, it's kind of like we're at this point where if you don't contribute to the discourse in these mediums, then you feel like you're not a part of the conversation. It's like this intense like FOMO yeah. for not being involved in whatever's going on. Like I know I feel upset when I miss something pop off on Twitter. Like if something like if Black Twitter goes off on something and then you like I hear about it a day later, I'm just like, what? Where was I? Like why was I not paying any attention? And then you miss this opportunity to be a part of this kind of social media event. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I I think that celebrities too need to take some time, you know, for themselves. Anybody that's in the media needs to take time away. Um, maybe maybe Kanye might need a little time. Um, I, think I mean, that's is, sort of what he's been doing. Yeah. He's really been out of the public eye for a good, well over a year. Oh, has he? I feel like I've been I mean, hearing about, maybe it's just been like, you know, kind of you still hear things. about him, but like he doesn't, he doesn't really make public appearances. Yeah. And I think he was like in a self-imposed like, I don't want to say sanitarium, but he was like in one of those like <laughs> things for like a period of five or six months because he had a really bad breakdown. So like oh, my heart, okay. 
like my heart really goes out to him. Yeah. But I I do think that. Yeah, I don't know. It's just tough with him. I, I don't know how to make sense of it. What do you think of... So, you know, a lot of people responded to the tweets from both President Trump and Kanye, um, including um, John Legend, who sent Kanye a text message, which Kanye then posted on Facebook. Like, basically said that he was trying to manipulate his free thought by trying to use his fans and his celebrity to compel him to not you know, support President Trump. Um, do you think that John Legend had a point there or was Kanye right in saying, no, you can't say these things to me. Like, I appreciate you, but no. Wait, I don't say it. So what? So what let me read, do? let me read you. Yeah. So there was a text from John Legend. He says, hey, it's JL. I hope you'll reconsider aligning yourself with Trump. You're way too powerful and influential to endorse who he is and what he stands for. And then... Kanye West tweeted back where he appreciated the thoughts. He said, I love you, John, and appreciate your thoughts. You bringing up my fans or my legacy is a tactic based on fear used to manipulate my free thought. Oh. And then he tweeted out the, the text. The, the text. See, yeah. like, that's wow. what I have a problem with. Like, John Legend decided to reach out to him privately mm-hmm. about this in, in the best. And then he decides to just air it out. Like, that, like, if I, if I would have been John, I would totally been pissed about it yeah well and it kind of makes him look bad yeah and he wasn't you know there is well it kind of speaks to that idea like especially you know in in the black community where it's like you making us look bad Mm -hmm. like that idea that you are like you making us look a certain type of way and i'm sure that's where he came from and i don't know if that's necessarily a good or a bad thing um but to put it kind of out on blast like that i feel like was a little bit shit yeah that's Mm -hmm. but that's just me well (laughs) I mean, Kanye, you allowed to like whoever you like, support whatever president you want to support. You know, it's this you, that's your right. We all Americans here. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he's prepping to, to for his 2020 run. Didn't he say he was going to try to do oh, that? Yeah, oh, yeah. I remember girl, that was bye. a thing. Yeah. No. 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 That was something. That like, was, I've just that heard something. quotes that he says. Like, he's apparently in the studio now, re- like, prepping an album or recording it. And he'll, like, have these random fits where he'll, like, be in the studio and he'll just kick everyone out and he'll just say, I got this. I can do this. I'm the new Apple. I can, Wait, I can do what? anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like Hakeem on Empire. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I can, I can do this. I don't need y'all. Get, like, he'll kick producers out. Like, I mean, he's a producer himself, but he pr- kicks out sound engineers, everyone from the room, and he says, I'm the new Apple. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I can do this. Oh my I got God. this. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. I'm like, all right, girl. The, right. The power of delusion. Honey. Wow. So, Y'all know who Joy Reid is, right? Oh, yes. Everybody loves Joy Reid. She hosts AM Joy. She's a regular fill-in in primetime on MSNBC. Mm -hmm. Um, She's a part of Saturday mornings, um, if you're an an MSNBC watcher. And there is some controversy surrounding an old blog that she used to run called The Reid Report. And apparently there were some posts that were a little bit, you know, of a snarky nature, um, talking about uh governor christ charlie christ um i can't remember um, i can't remember if he's the current governor or the previous governor he was a a previous previous governor and you know the blog stopped in 2011 and was presumed dead until a person brought it back from the grave and shared some of these these posts allegedly she called um charlie christ miss christ which <laughs> anybody that knows the girls, funny. you know the girls. Yeah, that's what she do. That's I what mean, she do. <laughs> like, like, 
But now people are saying that her the tone of her posts were homophobic. And allegedly there were some posts that were generated that Joy Reid has denied writing mm-hmm. um, that are along this similar vein. Um, but, you know, I, I don't it's not like I know her personally. I've never seen anything that would be constituted as being homophobic. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that like she called Charlie Chris Miss Chris, that says to me that she got some good girlfriends. Right, exactly. That's because that's something that we would say. Exactly. No, I mean, it sounds to me that she, like, she knows, the, she knows the code. She knows the code. Right. right? And, you know, there were, uh, you know, uh, there were allegations. There were rumors um, around Governor Chris. We don't want to get into the rumors. And I think that's where that came out of. Um, but now the girls are coming for her. They're they're saying that she's homophobic, but, which is just so ridiculous. I mean, you know, just because like she's a straight woman who is, you know, using language that our community uses. Because clearly, she, I mean, she's part. I, I think that you know, she's such like a pro LGBTQ um, newscaster. Like, I mean, she's like she's like with the community. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like no, like she clearly Kiki is with like with us. Like, mm-hmm. and she knows that part. So like the whole like people coming for her for that is just ridiculous. Um. But yeah, the whole generated post because like, but they went to the Internet Archive. And yeah, the Wayback Machine, right? And I was like, wow, like y'all want to like destroy her, don't you? Mm-hmm. I mean, like I think her show is like number two on MSNBC after Rachel Maddow mm-hmm. or something like something amazing. Um, well, um, and she's really she's probably the most one of the most visible black women in media right yes. now. You know, now that MHP, you know, MHP is not on the mm-hmm. air anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, you know, she is a regular in political discourse. And, you know, some people are wondering if it's because she's a black woman that people are, are coming for her. You I can completely believe it, you know. Um, I mean, it's funny, too. I mean, this is happening. Um, I think, like, just recently, like, the whole allegations against Tom Brokaw came off. I'm just like, there's like, a, mm-hmm. I, there's like, there's been a, uh, I think, with, like, liberal, like, more liberal-leaning um like uh journalists like i just feel like there's like i mean just like the attack on the media right so it's just it's just really sad and unfortunate i mean like i i i i really want to believe that those generated posts were i mean those posts that like were quote-unquote homophobic Mm -hmm. were just well we know that content is getting you know created and you know wrong content or 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 fabricated content we know that that is being created we know that it's being circulated Mm -hmm. um so you know it could possibly be like it's not far out of the realm of possibility that these were um and considering your history you know we're unlikely to think that they were um you know but she also admitted to the ones that she wrote about miss chris Mm -hmm. so (laughs) right right and that's the thing right i mean if she she's willing to admit like quote unquote guilt to certain things Mm -hmm. like I'm like I I I I trust her her integrity. Like mm-hmm. I just don't think that those other posts were created by her. Like I, you know, fake news. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> here's the age of it. So, oh, but this is an interesting story. I didn't really know hear about this. So, in Florida, apparently, police shoot and kill a black man, but then go to the funeral in an attempt to unlock his phone. Yeah. What? Hold on. Let me pull up this because I didn't. I did not read this. I did not see this on here. It's an article from the Root. Yeah. And. You know, there was a case where the police in Largo, Florida, shot and killed a 30-year-old black man during a traffic stop. And later, apparently, they went to the funeral home to use his fingerprint to unlock his phone as a part of the investigation. Now, why? Why would they do that? I don't understand what the purpose was. 
Yeah, I, I think I guess it was like the, like the proof because I like they thought that he had like crack cocaine and amphetamines, methamphetamines in his car allegedly, and I think mm-hmm. they were trying to maybe find out the source maybe. Um, and like the whole reason why like the like the the sheriff's department said because you know when you're dead you have no rights, so they figured take it unlock his phone. Um, it's just like it was just like they it's just so gross that like they would do that and. And like apparently, like he got pulled out. Like he was at a gas station, and they like it was a rental car. It was just, mm-hmm. it was just really shady in general. Mm-hmm. Like, they just, I mean, they were just have to kill somebody, and the fact that they were able to go into a funeral home, yeah, and like try to get him to unlock his phone. Luckily, his dead finger didn't work. So, but well, yeah, because there's, I mean, I wonder if your your fingerprint kind of changes constitution when you when you die. I don't know. That's a, that's a question for scientists. Yeah. Um, you know, the police did confirm that detectives did attempt to unlock his phone using his fingerprint, and they claimed that they didn't need a warrant because there's no expectation of privacy after death, according to the Tampa Bay Times. Uh, there aren't any other details about what happened. And um, I guess they were in possession of his phone. They were in possession of his phone, which <laughs> makes sense if they, you know, they pulled him over for traffic yeah. stop and, you know, he was killed in that traffic stop. They would collect all of those things. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Should there be, I mean, should there be some sort of legal protection for that? That brings up an interesting question. You know, what happened, your, your devices, like, because he's no longer alive, does that mean that the police should have the right to, you know, use his body to try to access his private data? Like, it it brings up a whole lot of ethical questions. Totally. I mean, I think a a good juxtaposition is, you know, what, like, you know, like, I feel like there's like, like pro-life groups. It's the whole idea of like, hey, like, you know, the unborn child has all these rights, even though they aren't born yet. So what if if you're dead? Like, do you suddenly like, if like, if you're, if you're like, if these, if these same people are like, you know, are in favor of like babies have like, you know, unborn fetuses having rights, like, why can't a dead person also have those rights? Because like at the same, like you know, like what's the difference here? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, but I think it, it opens up a huge can of worms. Like, what does it mean mm-hmm. to like be dead and then someone could dig up all your your dirt, mm-hmm. like literally and figuratively? You know? Yeah. Well, you know, there that it is possible because all all of our information is now you know, all out there. Yeah. So, you know, you use a phone, you use a computer, all this information is stored, it's in the cloud, it's mm-hmm. in, you know, yeah. It, 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 you're op- it, there's a lot of ways that you could kind of be open up to that, you um, know, it, it kind of brings back to the airing. point. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it kind of brings back to the point of like, you know, black bodies like don't have privacy. Cause it's like, as, like, as mm-hmm. we were talking about this, I think about Henrietta Lacks with her, like her H cells and like how when she was dead, there was like scientists were still harvesting her cells and creating all those things for cancer and it's like yo like what's like why can't our bodies be protected because i bet you that if this was like a white a white woman they'll be like no you can't mm-hmm. you know be best with her dead body oh did you hear did y'all hear about kind of tangent but y'all, did y'all hear about the case of the white woman that um basically just cussed police out on the side of the road no um yes yeah, she clip. was like um they pulled over her children or detained yeah, her children she, or and she's like, like a I'm not going to say a public she's figure, an official, but yeah, some she's sort an, of official. Yeah, really. Yeah, I, I saw like a brief snippet of the the actual video itself, and yeah, on the musical break, we'll see if we can find that video because she went in on the police, oh yeah, in on the police, and you know it begs the question, like, some if that would have been a woman way. of color or yeah. a man of color, yeah, mm-hmm. there would have been resist. There was no resisting arrest charges. There was no, you know. 
assaulting an officer mm. or anything like that. I mean, you can be arrested, you know, some say for, for shouting at officers. There have been yeah. black men, oh, black yeah. women that are arrested for, for using, thrown in jail. you know, yeah. so it, it, it brings up interesting questions. Yeah. Uh, that reminds me of uh, the Toronto case too. Like the, the, the terrorists who like ran up, drove up, and like killed people in Toronto and he got out of his car and he was like, I'm going to shoot. And the police like didn't do anything. Like, mm-hmm. like walked up slowly and like didn't detain, like didn't like shoot him down or anything. It was like, if you were brown or black, you've been dead. Yeah. And that's, you know, Oh, <sighs> let's listen to some music. Yes. yes. Indeed. Oh, and we got a good vocal master for this week. honey. Yes. Yeah. So I, like we are always like when we do these vocal masters, we always do it from the lens of like always choosing female artists. And uh, there are plenty of really good male artists that mm-hmm. we should shine a light on. Mm-hmm. And my shine choice, all the lights on him. Shine, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I decided to choose no one other than Mr. Mark Anthony because I really, really like him. So (laughs) Mark Anthony, I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone who is listening is aware who Mark Anthony is. He is the Guinness Book World Record bestselling tropical salsa Latin artist. Oh, I didn't know that. He's sold over 12 million records worldwide. Wow. Very known for marrying Jennifer Lopez Mm -hmm. and also watched that reality show. They had a reality show. Okay, so they did. um, They did this short-lived reality show. They were basically putting on a variety show called Kebiwa Show, and like so, Mark Anthony and Jennifer Lopez were putting on this big show, and they were going all around the world trying to find these artists to put on this variety show. And also, it was like uh, while their marriage was pretty much falling apart. And How did I miss this? I don't know, I don't know. but KBF show was so good. And that's such a good title, too. <laughs> yeah. That is such a good oh, title. So good. And it's a little messy. And like you could tell that like at parts of it they weren't speaking because they would only come together. <laughs> oh <laughs> no. It was about maybe 2011, 2012, somewhere around there. Um, but yeah, it's good. I wonder if it's out if it's on like Netflix or something oh, like I'm that. I'm sure it, like you could find it on YouTube. Yeah. I'm actually gonna start Googling it while we listen to the music. But yeah. Like, not many people know that Mark Anthony actually didn't begin in Latin music. He was actually a session vocalist in uh, freestyle and house. So that's how he sort of got his footing into the music business. Yeah, and then he eventually switched over to uh, to Latin. So the songs I decided to choose were um, we're opening it up with his duet with Jennifer Lopez called "No Me Amis," which is on her album "On the Six" back from 1999. And then the other two are probably my favorite tracks off of him. Uh, the, I forget, what is the order of them? The next one is, um, Hasta Que Te Conocí off of his 1993 album, Otra Nota. And then the last one is Si Te Vas off Contra La Corriente from 1997. So here's Mark Anthony. Listen up. These are all good tracks. We'll be right back here on Queer State of Mind. We got some Mark Anthony coming up. But first, make sure you check out our mobile apps. You can take us wherever you go. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash iPhone or RadioFreeBrooklyn slash dot org slash Android. And you can download our mobile app to your phone and listen to Radio Free Brooklyn anytime, anyplace, anywhere. We'll be right back here on Queer State of Mind in just a moment. So stay with us. Dime por qué lloras de felicidad 
¿Y por qué te ahogas? Por la soledad ¿Y por qué me tomas? Por ya sin mis manos Y tus pensamientos te van llevando Yo te quiero tanto ¿Y por qué será? No contestarudo No lo dudes más Aunque en el futuro Haya un muro enorme Yo no tengo miedo Quiero No me ames Porque piensas Que parezco diferente Tú no piensas Que es lo justo Ver pasar
No sabía de tristezas, ni de lágrimas, ni nada Que me hicieran llorar Yo sabía de cariño, de ternura Porque a mí, desde pequeño, eso me enseñó mamá Eso me enseñó mamá eso es muchas cosas más Yo jamás vi Yo jamás lloré Yo era muy feliz Yo vivía tan distinto, algo hermoso, algo divino, lleno de felicidad. Y yo sabía de alegrías, la belleza y de la vida, pero no de soledad, pero no de soledad. Eso es muchas
pues vete Yo conozco ya de sobra tu razón No expliques Con el tiempo verás Que este amor que te daba Es más puro que nada Ya te arrepentirás Ya no intentes explicar tu decisión Ya vete Te burlaste de mi pobre corazón Qué mala suerte que jamás te mentí Que todo lo que di Fue solo por amor Si te vas
Yes, that, that was, was Mark Anthony with No Me Ames, Hasta Que Te Conocí, and Si Te Vas. All good tracks, giving it. I've like noticed that like a lot of his songs, the last two especially, are all about him getting done wrong by a woman. Oh, like if you listen to the lyrics, yeah. it's like literally like he's been done he's, so he's wrong. He's done whole wow. albums about getting done by like done wrong by women. And you know, people always used to throw shade at him because he he had the voice, but he didn't. You know, people didn't think he necessarily had the look. Yeah, I always thought you know he was kind of attractive, he's but like cute is yeah. He's cute. Oh, he's, he's a little Skeletor. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what people is. used to say. I think maybe if he got a little meat, you know, mm. maybe he'd look good, you know. But he's still, you know, he's he's cute. He's not bad looking. I wouldn't throw it out, you know. Just saying. <laughs> You're listening to Queer State of Mind live on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's Ori with Micah and Jose in the studio. Sadu just sent us this video from her in the jacuzzi. In Fire Island. So shout outs to Miss Thang in the jacuzzi living her best life on Fire Island. We miss you. We love you. She looked good in that water too. She did. Yeah. She did. Well, you know, she got she's getting her summer body together. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm she proud been of getting her. it right, getting it tight. Mm-hmm. We here for her. She looked better than me. I ain't gonna say she looks <laughs> I ain't ready to be in no jacuzzi. I took a picture when I was in um Palm Springs a couple weeks ago. I took a picture with me and my best friend and we were in the pool and I don't get in the pool because I don't swim. I already told you I don't swim, but I was getting in the pool because it was like a hundred degrees that day. So and I'm looking at these pictures, I'm just like, Ooh, girl, girl, you need mmm. You just stop drinking all that craft beer, you know. Gotta get get it right. We have to go down to Brazil or something, you know. Get it. it. Oh, it's so cheap there too. No, maybe. Colombia, Colombia is oh, Colombia, really? yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, you it's get a good trip out of it. Yeah, you got you got to go to somebody reputable. <laughs> right, no, right. If anybody's actually listening, no, I'm not going to do that. Don't tweet me about it. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's talk about. Uh, <laughs> so you know, developments in the investigation against President Trump uh, by Special Counsel Robert Mueller. Um, Michael Cohen, his former attorney, the one that was allegedly supposed to be arranging the deal with Stormy Daniels, pled the fifth in a recent interview. So let's, you know, let's talk about that because it's it's interesting that, first of all, there's just this, all of the developments have been just very interesting and you're looking at what's going on. You have a recent news in the administration. You know, EPA administrator Scott Pruitt has been under fire. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the pick for VA, the Admiral Dr. Ronnie. I can't remember. Ronnie Jackson. Name. Ronnie Jackson. Yeah. He um, withdrew from consideration for um, what post was it? Was the head of the VA, mm-hmm. head of the Veterans Administration. Um, amid some allegations that he drank on the job, that he created a hostile work environment. Yeah, he's like overprescribing drugs. Prescribing drugs. Yeah. And, you know, it's just this the the administration, you know, they have not really it's been hard to keep people in cabinet posts um, throughout the life of this administration. We've lost uh, national security advisors. We've we've lost we've lost a lot of people. It's Mm -hmm. hard to keep count at this point. Um, but you know, the idea of pleading the fifth, you know, when you plead the fifth, um, during a, on the record under oath, um, investigation or interview or examination, cross-examination or deposition or whatnot, um, you're essentially refusing to answer a question because of fear of potential incrimination. So the question is, what does he fear that he is incriminating himself for? What do you guys think? 
I mean, well, first of all, I just think it's so fascinating that like, it, like the like the, the downfall of Donald Trump really could be Stormy Daniels. Like, I think it's like becoming more and more clear. Like, this could be like the like the missing link that we all been waiting for. Um, but like, yeah, the whole Michael Cohen issue, like this, like the whole fit. Like, I, I understand why you plead the fifth, but like, yeah, I mean, I think like if you're asking if you're as someone who was like so much so clearly involved in this, or for him to plead the fifth, I mean, I know I know you is supposed to say you it's not really a like it doesn't a, yes. being guilt but mm-hmm. like really girl like i uh, like given everything like i just like why not just be the truth at this yeah. point like you everyone knows now like uh-huh. and it I, I you know i hate to draw parallels between real life and fiction but you know the scandal season or series finale was last week oh it was oh it was yeah it's over now we'll, oh. we'll have to talk about that in the yes. second hour because i got some things to say but um you know, that idea that, you know, one of the characters was going to plead the fifth and like what that means. And, you know, it's just interesting because it does paint a picture of presumed guilt, even if it doesn't actually mean that um, people think certain things when you plead the fifth, when you don't answer a question. Um, does it does this say anything about this investigation or, or anything about President Trump that uh, Cohen decided to plead the fifth? I mean, I think so. I mean, I think, you know, I mean, even if it's not actually something that's going to incriminate, I mean, we, we've seen clearly that he is like, this is like very Scarface. Like he's like there to like, he is Trump's like road dog. So it's quite possible. Yeah. That this could mean nothing. It could just be him just being like that mafia gang. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk. I'm about to swim with the fishes. Then say anything, but well, and I wonder mm-hmm. too, and I'm not, you know, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a legal scholar, but when you're an attorney and you're representing somebody, aren't you prevented from, talking about what you've discussed isn't that does that privilege not cover these investigative hearings i don't know i'm not too sure either and i think also given like because i think that the, this disposition was with the house i think so i think like if it was um i'm not too sure exactly but i know it wasn't with, M- with Mueller directly and i think that maybe there might be a certain like certain instances where like you just can't do that maybe i don't know mm-hmm. but yeah i'm not i'm not exactly sure um, and this was, you know, yeah, this wasn't directly related to the, the investigation. This was actually in a civil suit that Stormy oh, Daniels brought okay. against Michael Cohen. Um, so, you know, it, it's just interesting. I wonder, you know, you it makes you wonder more about what's happening. Well, it's almost time for the first hour to be over, y'all. I can't believe it's gone so fast. I forget how fast time goes on the radio. Yes. But coming up in the next hour, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about Janelle Monet. She didn't told everybody she's pansexual. Some people are like, what is pansexual? So we're going to talk about what that is and why we're so happy for her being able to speak her truth and what it will do for other people. Also, Logo released, released nah, a list of LGBT queer singles. And I'm curious what y'all think about the people on the list. Is there anybody that should have been put on the list that was off the list? So we'll talk about all that and more. I need to check that out. I haven't looked at that. Yeah, we'll pull it up. Coming up next on the second hour of Queer State of Mind. So stay tuned here to Radio Free Brooklyn. We're going to play a little station identification and we'll be right back in just a few moments. So stick around. Oh, the really pretty actor from Queer State of Mind is produced by the Queer Minded Radio Network, a queer people of color focused radio community. Thank you for listening. Find out more about Queer Minded Radio Network, including our other shows, news, and more on our website at www.radioqueerminded.com. This is Queer State of Mind, live on Radio Free Brooklyn. 
New York City's home for LGBTQ news and talk powered by the Queer Minded Radio Network. Join the conversation live on Twitter at QSOMNYC and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Queer State of Mind. And send us your news tips, announcements, and events to QueerStateOfMindNYC at gmail.com. Hello, Radio Free Brooklyn. You're listening to the second hour of Queer State of Mind Live. It's 1 p.m. in our studio in Bushwick. How y'all doing? All is good. good. Yes, yes. Oregon is here joined in the studio by Miss Mike Peterson, Miss Jose Sarsa. Welcome. You know, Sadu, she she's sitting in a jacuzzi somewhere in Fire Island in Duran somewhere on a boat. They'll be back <laughs> next week. Hope <laughs> <laughs> oh, she don't get neurovirus. <laughs> but coming up, we've got the throwback track for you. I don't know this throwback track. You don't know this song? No, I might. I might see. I do you have know a who, habit. Do you know who Ralph Transvan is? No, girl. I, I know what. I have probably heard it, and I You've just had don't it. know. It's the like name. a pretty well-known song. That so. happens to me all the time. So Ralph Transvant was a former member of New Edition along with Bobby Brown. Oh, okay. I'm forgetting um, uh, Johnny Gill and all the others. So I've always I've always been a big Bobby Brown solo work fan, but I've now sort of started meandering and listening to other members of New Edition. And I discovered yeah. this specific <laughs> song by Ralph Transvant because it was used in American Crime Story, the Versace murders. There's an in, there's a scene in the gay club where the song is playing, I'm like, oh, that is a good ass song. And mm-hmm. I obviously did a little Googling and found uh, the song. And I've sort of been listening to the record that this song is off of. It's his debut album, uh, self-titled debut from 1990. And this is uh, Sensitivity, Ralph Tresvent. All right. We're going to play that right here. Stay tuned to Queer State of Mind for a whole nother hour of Shady Facts coming up for you right now. Yeah. Listen, baby.
gentlemen. If anybody can fit the description, baby, I can. Someone who cares and dares to give himself completely. You got it in me. You need a man with sensitivity. Welcome back to Queer <laughs> State of Mind. Ooh, we just got some good, good tea over there. We got music starting. We cut out the music earlier. We sorry for the technical difficulties. You know, <laughs> it's the second hour. Anything happens. We just got some good tea. I was just overwhelmed by that good tea. We can't tell yeah. you about it, but it was good tea. Just, just know <laughs> that it was good, good, was good, good, good tea. So let's transition into this topic. it's hard to jump to that so um janelle monet yes god hallelujah hallelujah so she came out basically she's what did the what was the phrase that she used oh she used a phrase that was just like oh i'm um, free motherfucker something like that yeah 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 Words I can't say I'm on normal on normal media, but we can say um, here. I, the direct quote is, black women are carefree as fuck. Black women are undefinable. I think we're beautiful as fuck. And I also think that because of the horrible things that have happened to our ancestors from slavery, segregation, patriarchy, we have had to endure a lot. Yes. And she just released a new album, Dirty Computer. Which is amazing. And everyone should go listen to it and see the emotion picture, Dirty Computer. And And she's on tour in July, I think. I will be seeing her. Well, she's doing, she is on tour. She's doing a show here in the city at the Wamu Theater in Madison Square Garden. But she is also going to be at Afropunk. (gasps) Oh, she is? She's going to be at Afropunk. So if Afropunk is listening, we have quite a few members who would love to attend (laughs) right this is is the quote i was talking about and she did an interview with rolling stone um where she said being a queer black woman in america someone who has been in relationships with both men and women i consider myself to be free a free ass motherfucker 
Yes. I apologize for anybody offended by those words, but you listen to Radio Free Brooklyn, so you already know. Um, but she said that she identifies with the idea of pansexuality. And that's caused some people to kind of be like, huh? Mm-hmm. What's pansexuality? It was actually the most uh, searched term in Merriam-Webster's dictionary yesterday. Is it? Is Are you even, serious? It's in the dictionary yeah, now. It's in the dictionary. Oh, well, that's wow. good. Go Merriam-Webster. You know. Right. Um, but yeah. So you know, my understanding of pansexuality is that it's sexual attraction without gender-specific, you know, attraction. So it can encompass anybody who is of either gender or either gender within the binary or genders that are without or outside of the binary individuals who are trans or gender non-conforming conforming non-binary you know it's really kind of detaching your sexual attraction from this construct of gender is kind of how i've understood it and i feel like it was interesting because my guess my my dad was in a training or something like that i don't know if it came up because of janelle monet or just you know it happened to coincide but he like text me and my dad's like in his 60s so he doesn't really text he's just learned how to text pictures um it's adorable and so he texted me he's like what is a pansexual and i'm just (laughs) like first of all random text to get in the middle of the day second of all like where is this coming from and then he's just like i'm in a training i'm like oh and my dad's a he's a therapist and like he works with alcohol and drug addiction and got it so i'm sure he was in somebody somebody's like up training about like gender and identity spectrum or something and he's Mm -hmm. just like he didn't want to ask in public what it was so you know i appreciate that he could come to me (laughs) ask that question and i gave him my information um but you know it, it talks to how you know, it is great that, you know, this is a black queer woman, right? Owning her sexual identity, speaking about it publicly in a way that people can identify with and understand. And who knows the lives that this will save? Who knows the impact that this will have? This will have impact throughout future generations, you know, because we don't, we're just now coming to have celebrities in general speaking about being, you know, queer, being gay, being lesbian, you know, within the last 10 years or so, it wasn't really a thing before that. And even within our communities of color, it was much less of a thing. You know, there's still celebrities that we like, well, we're pretty sure that you in the family, but you know, you don't say nothing about it. I'm not going to say their names or nothing, but we all know who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, what do you think that this says about, you know, what does it say to the little black girls and the little black boys and the little black gender nonconforming people out there, non-binary folks that hear this message? I feel like they sort of now have like a someone to look up to, I think, which is, I think it's great. I feel she's the first really notable public figure to come out as a pansexual. I'm not saying that as the absolute truth, but she's the first one to come into like my, mm-hmm. my, as uh, far as I know, yeah. Sp- uh, um, sphere of it. Um, I sort of, I likened, you know, I've been, I'm a big fan of her. So I've been watching every video that she releases and how she sort of is, constructed this aura around her like Janelle Monae has always been very in the past uh, evasive of those questions of her sexuality because it's always come up in Mm -hmm. interviews and stuff like that where I think like there was once where they asked her her sexual orientation and she answered um, androids don't have a sexual orientation like she would always she always found like a smart way to sort of detract from it and Mm -hmm. it's sort of interesting now how she's really opening up the floodgates in a way that the only other person that I could think of is like Melissa Etheridge in the early 90s where she became yeah. the first notable uh, 
a female figure to to come out as a lesbian in in the music scene. So and it's sort of I, can, I applaud her. Yeah, I mm. remember when we. I mean, because you, you listen to her music, you listen to Melissa Etheridge's music, right? And you're just like, hmm, something's going on. And then you know she because she never used male or female pronouns yeah, she, in any, in, which anything. is very yeah. clever. In any of her, like, if you go listen to her songs, she never refers to a man and she never refers to a woman. Mm-mm. All her songs were very, like... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, wow. You go know, listen to, like, um, I want to come over mm-hmm. and, like, come to my window. And, like, there's mm-hmm. no gender pronoun in it. Oh, But wow. then when she came out, you're just like, oh. Oh, I get it now. I Like, Melissa Etheridge was one of those people in the 90s that she was an icon and she probably was not trying to be yeah. an icon. Mm-hmm. Like she was just trying to make music. Like Katie Lang was just trying to make music. And, you know, now, you know, she represents this, this culture, you know, she was one of the people in the forefront of the gay rights movement just by being Who out in that yeah. time, you know, cause there weren't people we had, you know, Ellen came out in the nineties. Mm-hmm. We had Will and Grace. We had, you know, queer eye. We had queer as folk. We had we we had RuPaul yeah. like there were you know you could count them on two hands you know how many and now it's just such a different environment you know we have so many people that are living their truth in public and it it, it is a different time but this is you know this is awesome in an even new way you know and hopefully it will have this widespread impact of empowering young people especially young people of color who are negotiating sexuality and gender identity um, to feel more confident about who they are you know yeah and i think also like just like like i feel like 2018 has been a big year for like black excellence you know first we had black panther which like totally reimagined what it means to be like a black superhero and like mm-hmm. that world now we have like janelle monet being like you know a, a black queen like pansexual woman who's just like here i am and like releasing this amazing music like i feel like we're like the tide is shifting as like what it means to be black and like mm-hmm. we're like and i think like now like younger folks are gonna be like hey like i don't have to fit in those box and like a society like we have we're, we are different we're not a monolith you right know? well and i think especially with you know within black culture there was this expectation that you had to be this one type of way mm-hmm. you know and like, even if you were, you know, you were, if you were considered kind of nerdy or kind of punkish or kind of X, Y, Z, like these, this range of identities wasn't afforded to young black people as much when I was younger. And now, you know, these kids can be whoever they want, which is amazing. No, it, it says so much. Uh, let's talk about, oh, Uh-oh. Cardi B getting sued by her Lord, what happened? Why is she getting sued by somebody named Shaft? What's yeah, going on? <laughs> I don't write. She got the shaft from Shaft. Yeah, the honey. shaft from Shaft. She's being sued for $10 million. Uh, shaft is alleging that he taught her the ropes of the music biz and orchestrated her relationship with VH1's love and hip hop. And he said his contacts and personal team of writers and producers are responsible for Bodak Yellow. So he's suing her for $10 million. Ain't that something? You know, always when somebody's on the come up, somebody got to come for them, try to get their coin. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know the nature of their relationship. Honestly, I didn't know who Cardi B was until Bodak Yellow. I don't watch Love and Hip Hop. It was just, you know, I haven't watched VH1 since, well, now RuPaul's Drag Race is on VH1. But like, before that, I didn't watch VH1 since. The odds. Yeah. Since pretty uh, much. Pop up video. Oh, pop up video. <laughs> they need to bring that back. I would love that. Oh actually. my gosh. Um, you know, I, I, well, I hope that if, you know, he has a claim and she throw him some coin. But I hope he's just trying to, you know, ride on her fame, her coattails. 
Yeah, I'm really curious to know like the full story. Um, but, well, maybe actually, I'm not that curious. I mean, whatever, like, do what they got to do. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I just love Cardi B. She's, I, so she's, she's just so great. There was a video that circulated of her. Um, she kind of went on this. She's known for like getting on Instagram and just like speaking her mind. Yes. And so she was talking about. She's like, you know. Um, she's talking about taxes and she's talking about how the government took a bunch of taxes and she's like, what's, where's my money going? Like, where's my money? Uncle Sam, like, and she just goes in for like a minute and a half. So then all these news outlets are like, well, Cardi, here's what's happening with your tax money. And uh, it was like, I posted it on Facebook and people were so upset that Cardi B was speaking about like where her, like they saw it, like they were offended because she was like asking this very valid question. They're like, well, she could Google it. Now, you know, I work in news, like I work with budgets all the time. Like it's a part of my job and budgets are complicated. Mm -hmm. Like if you ever try to look at a municipal budget, your head and have not really practice it or understanding or have an understanding of accounting, like your head will explode. It's just, it's numbers and line items and this goes here and this is allocated here. It's mess. Mm -hmm. And and when you're talking about the federal budget, which is, I don't even know how much it is right now. I mean, just, just stupid amounts of money mm -hmm. um, and all these different agencies and allocations and things like that. It's not easy to understand. Um, so, you know, transparency, she was just looking for a little transparency. Mm -hmm. She may not have had the words to articulate that. Which, you know, you that know, happens. I mean, whatever. Just, what, yeah, you know, but don't hate. Don't hate. Mm -hmm. She just wanted to know where her money was exactly. going. And, you know, I think, too, you know, you know, she's from the Bronx. I mean, she's probably like, hey, MTA, like, why is my train so messed up? Like, she was, she literally, actually, she was like, I'm from New York. Um, the streets is dirty. We got rated the dirtiest city in America. <laughs> like, it was great. Oh, it was so great. And then this guy was like, well, that's actually your city budget, which is true, which mm -hmm. is true. It's the city budget. It's not the, it's not the federal budget. It's different budgets. But, Anyway, she's getting sued. Hopefully they work that out. <laughs> Fingers <laughs> crossed. I mean, I want her to lose no coins. $10 million is a lot of money. It's yes, more money than I got. She has a baby on the way. She oh, does have true. a baby she's on the way. Oh, oh yeah. Did you see her on Saturday Night Live? She did the baby reveal. Yeah. That was such, it was such a good Saturday Night Live. Saturday, kudos to Saturday Night Live. I'm still wanting some tickets. I'm still trying to get some tickets. Yeah, that'd be fun, actually. Never, that'd be really fun. It's to one do. of the hardest. Like, you have to go into the lottery in like August. Oh my gosh. To get tickets for the upcoming season and you have like basically like one chance. Like they'll be like they'll be like you can have this show and if you can't take it then you're just done for the oh, wow. Maybe you want to yeah, it's it's so hard. But you have they think so many people want to see Saturday Night Live and you don't get a chance to pick like so you don't know who the person is gonna be or you know, the musical or the guest. Yeah. So you can end up getting on there and it's not somebody, you know, you really want to see. <laughs> um I also want to go see Trevor Noah, but that's for other different Ooh. reasons. And I actually could have saw him a couple of times, but then always got like conflicts. So now I'm trying I, I gotta go see Trevor Noah. One of these days. Speaking of money, mm. Milo Milo Yiannopoulos, um, y'all know that girl. Oh god. She was the girl that was a former editor of Breitbart, was very involved in this last election was um rallying with like gay republicans and very outspoken um kind of conservative uh i don't even know how to describe it, you know but a pundit that's a good word, well, that's a good word. pundit yes. um apparently the oh gosh queer tea Bless your hearts. This is, you know, on Queerty, and they just use some words that I'm not going to say on the air. Um, but Milo Yiannopoulos laid off his staff at Milo Entertainment. According to Politico, the move comes after some serious blows. Um, his benefactors, Robert Rebecca Mercer, 
severed ties with him. Um, he'd been hoping for some coins from Matthew Mellon, a cryptocurrency billionaire and banking heir. Um, but apparently Mellon suddenly died of an overdose. And yeah. so no coins came through and he had to fire everybody. But he has another business entity, Milo Worldwide, that is still going on. And what does this business entity do? Ooh, I don't even know. Ooh, I don't it, even know. <laughs> Spew hate. Um, you know, Milo is known for being very incendiary. One of the things that made that put him on the radar was when he was tweeting at Leslie Jones from oh, yes. SNL and was, you know, kind of saying some vile things, caused a hate storm of tweets to come. Leslie Jones, Leslie actually left Twitter after a while. Mm -hmm. um, you know, not a person that a lot of people like. Very polarizing. So, yeah. Some might say, you know, <laughs> things happen. Right. I mean, I just, um, you know, like when this news came out, like, yeah, there's like a whole article. I think it was also in Political or Atlantic about like, yeah, the um, melon and like he was doing like 80 like oxycodone pills a day or something stupid, like just like. Really? Crazy. So I'm like, so what kind of links do you have, Mr. Milo? Oh, like what? You, what? Like who are you hanging out with? That's I don't even know. Right? That's a lot. It's a lot yeah. of pills. That's I'm like, how do you pills. do that? I mean, 54. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe this is finally to come up and such. You'll need to finally vanish entirely, but probably not. I mean, knowing our luck, she'll come back with a vengeance with the new black husband or something. Mm. Yeah. All right, let's yeah. talk about the 15 hottest queer singles of 2018, according yeah. to Logo. And I have to admit, I don't know a lot <laughs> of them. I feel like they're they're a generation removed for me, but maybe, you know, I don't know. So, number one, who I do know, mm -hmm. and apparently I'm not the only one, mm -hmm. oh. is Jonathan <laughs> Van Ness, um, who is on the recent Queer Eye, I believe, and is TV personality... Um, hairstylist hairstylist so number two is Haley Kiyoko she's pretty she is Very pretty. pretty I don't know who she is mm -hmm. I'm, I'm surprised they don't like they didn't put like a little bio for each one yeah right. they that would have been a little helpful all we got is musician I mean I guess I could google them but you know yeah. um Kanan Lonsdale. I am in love with him what does he what does he do he was in the um he's sort of uh He's in the movie Love Simon. He's an actor and he's he's done oh, love a lot Simon. of I but he was oh. the love interest in the little basic white boy uh, Love Simon. Oh, <laughs> he was, apparently oh, he was, he's oh I see Love Simon. And apparently he's Australian. He's Australian and mm -hmm. he can, is, he, is he of color? He can get he it any way he wants it. Yeah. I, I thought Love Simon was mostly white people, so that's very that's good to know. Oh yeah, no, you haven't seen. It? You should go see it. It's actually not a bad movie. It's a very good movie. Okay. Um, recent enough is for uh, Keon to mm -hmm. see it. Okay. Well, so Daniela Vega. Who I don't know who she is. She's either. an actress. She was in the Emoji movie, apparently. Oh, <laughs> oh, good. Somebody I know, Titus Burgess. Yay! Um, <laughs> <laughs> Noir. The unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yes. yes. Um. Speaking of which, when is Kimmy Schmidt coming back? Is that June? Isn't it back? Isn't well. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Is there? An, I don't think so. Let's see what the Google say. But I thought it was coming back. Usually it's a summer. I remember watching it over the summer. Mm. Um, so I hope it's coming back soon. I love Titus. I miss that it was he was doing a wine signing because he released his, his Pinot Noir and, in Midtown, and I miss it. And I feel like I missed an important event in my life. Oh. But um, no, I love Titus. I think Titus is amazing, and I think the character 
Titus Andromedon on Kimmy Schmidt is probably one of my favorite characters of all time. Yeah. It's really? just like so extra, just extra upon extra upon extra. Um, so number six is Laith Ashley, who oh. I do kind of know who he is, but like, you know, I could always know more. I mean, I'd hit it. Yeah, I mean, duh. Right. <laughs> I don't know what. Oh, a model. Okay. That's okay. Right. Yeah, right. that makes yeah. sense. Seven is Shannon Purser. Mm, don't know who she mm-hmm. is either. Mm-hmm. Okay. Eight. Okay. Do know who he is? Niall DeMarco. DeMarco. Yes. yes. From ANTM. He was the. He's a he's deaf, right? He's deaf. Yeah. yeah. Um, and gorgeous, and mm-hmm. I think like he might have been the like because he was. I think he was on the season where they started doing guys and girls wasn't that the yeah. first season that they were like um they had both genders on yeah. an ANTM. like cycle 20 or whatever it was yeah i know <laughs> isn't tyra coming back to antm she's on it now yeah yeah oh, she's is on. it on yes yeah, on yeah. oh or like, i think it just ended maybe oh, okay um but yeah this it was, just shows how much yeah right <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you know i mm. love her i should watch that number nine <laughs> is the old favorite mr <gasps> bd wong honey we oh. were talking about bd wong bd wong got a long acting history he really does he 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 works he he works he where been working he been, been working. working like all american girl mm-hmm. then, then oz, oz. Ooh. yeah then, if we can suggest anything if you are a young queer male or somebody that is male interested and you have not watched oz you should do that. Yeah. To take a Saturday night, you know, with some wine, honey. Mm-hmm. Just it's, get your life. It, oh, it's, a, it's one of the It's best. a little violent. It's it is little... about prison. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's like the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you will get your life. You will get your life. <laughs> you might be a little... You know, you might be shaking afterward, but you'll yes. get your life. Yes. One of my favorite actors, Christopher Maloney's in that show. Oh, you get he's see, so fine. You get to see... There were a lot of Law & Order folks who were, like, crossing over on that, right? That's really interesting. I didn't even think about Christopher Maloney. Did he played a convict mm-hmm. in uh, in uh, Oz? Yep. And then he played a... Pro- or a uh, Stabler uh, yeah, and Law and Stabler. Order. Mm. And B.D. Wog was on Law and Order. Yeah. There's someone else, too, I think, that was, like, also on both shows. I'm like, huh. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I love... Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Alex Newell, who started out in Glee and yes. then, you know, became singer. was, I think, on Broadway, did, mm. you know, performing. Um, Trace Lissette. Don't know her. Don't know her. I know her. Frank Ocean. We all know who he is. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't understand why he's number 12, though. I know that there's probably no Hopefully, rhyme or yeah, reason. Yeah, I hope there's not an order. I would definitely <laughs> bump him up a few. Yeah. Right? I would I would for sure bump him up a few. Um, Amanda Stenberg. I have heard of her. I know the name, but I don't know. That yeah, name. I've heard of her. Elliot Fletcher. He was very cute. Yeah, he is. I mean, child. He's, only he's 21. like probably. Yeah, uh, he's a child. Yeah, he's, yeah literally. He's young. he's young. Well, he legal. He can drink. That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alia Shocket. 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 I don't. Yeah, I don't know. She's um from uh oh, what's that show um. Oh, I'm blanking on the name right now. Um, it's it's not girls, but it's like girls. What's oh, it? Broad City, Broad, Broad City. City. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not watched Girls. It's on my refuse list. Just like I mean, at this point, I think you could just yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, there's occasionally that I'll go back and watch a show. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm thinking about watching West Wing. <gasps> oh. I've never watched West Wing. I've never. I tried to watch House of Cards. No, I got into, into it, it into and I it. couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't get into it. And I get, I usually give this show a couple of times. Sometimes you're just not in the mood, yeah. 
and you're like, I'm going to try it, but I couldn't get into it. And I tried it again and I'm like, eh, didn't do it for me. You know, the other one that's like, I'm having a hard time getting into is The Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. Oh, yeah, I haven't tried that it's yet. It's just a lot. It's a lot. I don't know if I can do it. Mm. It's it's too much. It's <laughs> so it's so much. Are there any people that were not on this list that you think should be on this list? That's a good question. I'm trying to think. Ooh. Um. Well, Janelle Monet. Well, she might not be single. I don't know if she's single. Yeah. There's a bunch of people that I think would be like Jesse Smollett, but I don't know if he's single. Right. Um, well, well, I thought B.D. Wong was married, but apparently he's not. If he's on the list, yeah, so. maybe something happened. Huh? Mm, maybe things happen. Um. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll have to think on that. Yeah. We'll have to think Let on it that. marinate. Yeah. yeah, see if we can come up with anybody. Let's go ahead and get up into our second musical break. Yay. And we got a couple of good tracks yeah. coming up. Tell us about this music coming up. Yeah, so um, so two days ago, uh, wait, wait, days of today? So, yeah, so two days ago was Giorgio Moroto's birthday. So, in honor of his birthday, we wanted to do some songs that he has produced. Um, so I picked three tracks. The first one is from Janet Jackson's Dream Street, If It Takes All Night. Yes. Um, like, so little known fact, he produced like the majority of her that album, which I did not know. Um, What's funny is it's like her least commercially successful album. <laughs> it's so weird. That was like the whole thing about Janet. Janet had really big name producers on her first two albums and both albums didn't um, sell what they expected to. So and then she hooks up with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis who weren't well known. Yeah. And she blows up That's and crazy. they blow up in turn. That's so crazy. Um, the second one is um, it's quoted as being his favorite song that he's ever produced. Uh, Take My Breath Away by Berlin. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And then the last track, I think it's like one of his more recent tracks. It is um, with this K-pop group called Sistar. Oh, I love and, me some K-pop. Yes. Yeah. So it actually, the video is really cute. If you ever check it out, it's a, the video is all about lesbians killing their boyfriends. So it's a cute, it's a cute huh. video. But it's called cute. One More Day. Wow. He produced that too. We're going to take a listen to these tracks and we'll be right back with more Queer State of Mind. Remember that we have so many shows here on Radio Free Brooklyn, over 70. We're operating 24 hours a day out of the studio in Bushwick. So check out some of our other shows. You can find a rundown on RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. And while you're there, click on that pledge button at the top right hand corner. Throw us a little love. Help keep us going. We'll be right back here on Queer State of Mind live on Radio Free Brooklyn. Just a moment. Oh, 
Welcome back to Queer State of Mind. That was what we played. We had If It Takes All Night by Janet Jackson. We had Take My Breath Away from Berlin and One More Day by Sistar. Yes. That was cute. That was real cute, right? That's real cute. Mm-hmm. I'm here for that. Thank you, Georgia Maroder. Yes. We appreciate you and your contributions to our musical enjoyment and entertainment. Yes. Let's get on to these next topics, if I can find them. <laughs> what are we talking about? Okay. So... Oh, it's time for the TV talk. Let's talk a little bit about TV. So, girls, y'all watch RuPaul's Drag Race. I unfortunately did not get to watch. That might be what I do this afternoon. Yes, gotcha. But what happened on RuPaul's Drag Race this week? What's tea? All right. Well, so um, the challenge was a is a drag con challenge. So the, the each of the girls, there's nine girls. So they split up into three different groups, and mm-hmm. each group did. There's still nine girls left. I know. Dang, how I many know. girls did they bring on this year? Fifteen. Too goddamn many. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this might be the point where I start watching again because you can keep track of them. Yeah, Because yeah. there's too many. There are. I mean, because then they used to be only like ten or twelve. Yeah. Like, like well, 15. you know they got that VH1 budget now, That's so true. they got that kind of stuff. Extended season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not too much. Um, but yeah, so they had all the girls break up different groups. So there was a group that did makeup tips. A group that did wig tips and a group that did body, body. tips. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the body group did the best. I think Eureka won for the week. Oh, good right? for her. Oh, yeah. Oh, spoiler alert. Whatever. That's okay. Okay. But um, the one thing I like, one comment, like, so um, there's two things, two big kind of things happened. Well, not, well, one big thing happened. So Blair Sinclair, like, came out about her past of, like, she really get, I don't think she got too, oh, she got, she, in the Untucked, she talked about her, like history of sexual assault, um, uh-huh. yeah. So it got really deep, and she got kicked off the. Sh- uh, uh, she got kicked off that same day. So I was just like, ooh, like we're gonna reveal your whole story, and then pop. That huh. happens sometimes. That's not the first time that that's happened. That the girl just spilled all her tea, and then she just got eliminated. But yeah, it's a little rough. I-, I wasn't really here for Blair Sinclair's. I mean, that's sad her story, but yeah. I wasn't here for her drag. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she was painted pretty, but she, was, she, she didn't pretty, have a lot of. Paint, like, yeah, she had nothing else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's a look queen. Uh, yeah. But um, there's another like so. Uh, one thing that I noticed, I I was like bothered by, um, was that the vixen was in the hair group, and this season, Miss Vixen's wigs are thirsty. So I'm Ooh. like, why do you think you can give good tips well, on wigs? Like, well, she makes the she has the worst wigs. Like I'm just I understand, um, but oh, also something else I noticed too. Um, so um, the group that did uh, it was the group with uh, shit, shit, what's her name? Um, O'Hara, Asia O'Hara, mm. right? So they didn't win, but like her look, because like the 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 the, the runway was like, hats, mm. and she looked like a dandelion. Mm. Was it dandelion? Yeah, it was that 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 look was the shit. It was I, everything. That was- everything. It was everything. So like even though the other group won, she like RuPaul looked at her and she was like Asia. Keep it up. It was yeah. a good word. Like it she was a good it. work. Like and like so like I think if Asia's group had won, she would have won the challenge because her look was sick. I feel like this season they really are. They want the girls to give that like over the top look. Like don't come in in like your normal afternoon drag. Don't come in looking like every other you know pageant girl. Like bring something extra. Mm-hmm. Like you know this is like. And, and it seems like, you know, you like before you just wanted girls to be consistent. Yeah. But now I don't feel like that's what they want. I feel like they want girls to be like something new, something like shocking, something like over the top. Mm-hmm. Something that is you're able to place memes on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 You want need to be Instagram worthy. Exactly. Like your look needs to be Instagram worthy. Mm-hmm. So 
do you agree with um, Blair Sinclair going home? I mean, so so the the bottom was between the Vixen and Blair Sinclair. So we knew that Blair Sinclair was going to go home. Yeah. Um. I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm ready for the Vixen to go home. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of I'm just tired of her look. She doesn't pad. I I just I'm, mm-hmm. I'm over her look. But um, I think that if Monet Exchange had not been in the winning group, she probably would have been in the bottom. So I'm just I think she's ready to. I'm ready for her to probably really. I don't like her, but yeah. she's at the bottom for too many times. Like I don't know when she's going like to redeem herself. I feel like she has been kind of yeah. And you got we're so far along in the season yeah. now. It's like you really have to kind of step it yeah. up. And somehow Cameron Michaels is still floating along, and I don't understand how that's happening at all. There's always a floater. There always is, and somehow yeah. you're the top four. You're like, how the fuck? There's did you get always the top a floater. Four? It's like Big Brother. There's always a floater. It's just it's like, funny. how do you keep on keeping on? Right, no, right. Like you not you never stand out, but you aren't bad. Like I don't know. But yeah, I need what to you go. Think, Jose? go and watch that. I mean, I'm someone who doesn't really. I step in and out of watching this, and I'll be honest. This season, I basically just watched the first episode and this one. Oh, so I'm not. Yeah, I'm not very well familiar, and I don't know how to like. I have better friends who really know how to critique these things and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I just enjoy the show for what it is. It's like you know, it's fun. It's like fun and you know, ninety minutes of entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know. Also, I do kind of wish because, like, now ever since the whole Miss Vanjie thing, like, Miss all the girls Vanjie. have to have, to have some kind of like catchphrase when they're leaving, and I'm just like, oh no, it's not gonna work. Well, like, and the weird thing is, like, it's I think they like maybe they just because uh, it you know that nobody knew that that was gonna be so popular, which yeah. is a funny thing because these are taped they were taped in advance. Yeah. So like the fact that that Miss Vanjie just blew up, like nobody knew that was gonna happen. Right. And <laughs> you, you saw there was an image of RuPaul on a red carpet with her husband, and she had a Vanjie necklace. On. Shut up! Did <laughs> yes, she really? She did. That is she had a Vanjie necklace on. So, wow! You know, whoever wins, Miss Vanjie had the best season ever, even though she went home first. Right, time, right. No, I mean know. she's the most remembered. You mm-hmm. know, shoot, she'll come back. She might give it Miss Congeniality. Shit, we she don't might, know. <laughs> she might. She might make it an all star. Somebody, one of my friends said she'll make it an all star. She'll go home first. Cause yeah. she'll, like, I know. <laughs> That's so rude. Probably true. <laughs> That's oh no. All right, so I have to pay homage to. One of my shows that has left the airwaves, Scandal, was on for, I believe, eight seasons. Ooh, yeah. And Scandal had its last episode last Thursday. And so, Shonda. Okay. So, like, I don't, you know, I Scandal was engaging because you're just like well what's going to happen next what's kind of the where are they going to take this crazy storyline and at the end of scandal sorry for the spoiler alerts it's already aired don't tweet me but it was interesting because they're like you see Melly and you know she could lose the presidency there's all these scandals there's all this there's this conspiracy to take her down by the vice president Cyrus who I've always thought was shady oh yeah he'd been shady the whole whole series mm-hmm, you can't trust him and no no because he'd been messed over so many times so he just went to that place of shadiness and like you can never trust him so like when they tied it all together at the end it just felt very contrived and weird and like they tried to paint this picture and honestly i fell asleep 
because I was just like, oh I don't, shit, really? Know, it was just I was I was also you know I had some wine, so I, mean, I, I mean, can't you know. All, all right, Olivia, right? I, you know, because you can't watch Scandal not drink wine. So, oh no, hundred percent. I you know I might have to watch it again and see if I like it again. Right now, I'm just like I kind of missed the mark for me. Um, Grey's Anatomy is still going strong though. I love how many Grey's. seasons is that? Eighty going? billion. <laughs> <laughs> They're in like fourth generation That's of Grey's Anatomy. Like they just got some new interns because you know they have to keep it fresh. And by the way yeah. that they keep it fresh is they bring well, in new interns. Well, that's the way ER did it. Yeah, that's the way ER did it. That's how you do that medical. And uh, they really, you know, honest, and it's worked for them so well. Um, and it worked for ER for so long. Mm-hmm. Like they ended ER, ER ran for like well. I think. I want to say, let's look it up right now. Yeah. I want to say 12 years. I don't know if that's No, right. longer. I think oh, ER longer. ran much Oh, Eric LaSalle. Hey. Mm. It ran from 94 to 2009. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. 15, 15 seasons? 16 seasons? Yeah. So, yeah. Seasons. My favorite from ER, like, obviously, I mean, obviously, George Clooney, he was like, he's like, you know, legacy ER. He was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, Goran Vishnik. Yes, Goran Vishnik. Yeah. Oh, his Croatian ass oh. can get it any way he wants it. Dear Croatia, thank you for right. that, all of America. Oh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Goran Vishnik. Yeah. Oh. He, um, have you ever, like, I would randomly, like, YouTube him and watch him in, like, Croatian movies. Just Stop. At, yeah. I was extra. I, I will be doing that now. You, you, it, you should. It's a good, <laughs> it's a good idea. It's, mm. it's, a, it's a good idea. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a scandal. I, I feel like, you know, I feel like with the lot of shows, something that we just don't do as an Amer- as like American TV shows, like we don't have like a start and end date for our shows. We don't say like, oh, this is like, here's the entire story arc for like the next five years and like we're going to end it. Like, I feel like scandal, like after like maybe season four, it just kind of went like, well, it, ooh. so it did. It, it had, um, there was, there were some transitions, I think, during yeah. the series. Um, and scandal, like, and there was, well, no, what happened was like, didn't, weren't they like trying to stack all of Thursday, like all of Thursday with Shonda? Yeah. So like you had like all these different shows and then it just didn't like, they, they made some edit, like some choices in the storylines that were just kind of questionable. And I think people were tired of like Fitz and Olivia and yeah. like just tired of playing that game and then that whole kidnapping thing was weird that was weird because like that was like clearly like, they're like we're gonna try to get her an emmy yeah but, yeah but then like <laughs> it, didn't it didn't work and then she killed somebody and i'm just like really yeah like, this is not her this is not who olivia is well right? and that was the kind of the whole point that's how she lost like because in this season like basically everybody hated olivia pope wow like she had fallen kind of from grace and like everybody was against her and like it was because she kind of did all this shady stuff wow like so there i think they meant her character to kind of be different than who she was she was no longer a white hat uh-huh. and i you know it, it just it was it just it was very interesting i'm now i want to like give it a few years maybe and then try to watch through it again Ooh. and like have a fresh eye on mm-hmm. it um but we're getting toward the end of the season and now we're getting into the summer shows right are there any summer shows that you guys are looking forward to insecure yeah insecure that's yes. probably my number one yes. i'm so excited. it comes up in july right i think so yeah yeah honestly netflix is what takes over in the summer for me mm. i feel like there's a lot of stuff that i i tend to watch um like orange and new black comes out in this summer, i think right? orange and new black because we haven't gotten a date yet but i think it does yeah. um sensate's final sh- like movie show is coming out in I think June or July. Oh, cute! I'm really, really sad that Sensei is not going to be made anymore. That was one of my favorites. Um, 
you and like half of America. <laughs> I love like it was just such a great show, and it was so like positive, and like but people saw, some people thought it was like not written very well, and some people take issues with the Wachowskis. But I love Sense Eight. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 wishing I'm still wishing that somebody would would fund it mm-hmm. and keep it going. Um, what else is coming over the summer? I'm trying to think. Um, good question. I mean, I know we still have another year for Game of Thrones, so that's not. Happening. Yeah, I was Ugh. thinking about that, but no, we had 2019. I'm trying not to even. Yeah, like, I mean, let's see, like Veep is over. That. Like, what is coming on? I can't remember. Um. Yeah, I don't know what's on actually. Yeah. I feel t- I I I, sh- I not that I should know these, but things, but I just don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, we gonna do some research for that. Maybe we'll come back next week with some of our summer picks. Well, y'all will. I won't be here. Yeah, but you know, but, uh, the but, girls will but, be But definitely insecure. I mean, yes. I, I'm just so excited. Like Daniel and insecure. Oh my god, mm. Daniel, just get it. Anyway. Uh, oh, probably Queen Sugar. <gasps> Queen Sugar. I have friends that watch that. I have never. I have not seen it. Or I think I saw one episode and it was just slow to start. And it I, is slow. I have to start. so yeah. I have so many shows that I watch mm-hmm. that I'm I'm behind in. Like I'm behind right now on the Americans. I'm behind oh, on yeah. Homeland, and like I just I can't start a new show if it doesn't really engage. See, me. I'm not. I don't watch the Americans. I don't watch Homeland. Queen Sugar got me after like episode three, two or three. I love Rutina Wesley. Uh, I loved her since She's True Blood. one of my favorite. Yeah, True Blood. True Blood probably in one of my top 10, top oh 20 shows of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was already rooting for her. Um, but then once I got really into the storylines and how they um, developed, and she plays a bisexual character in the and, show, and she's engaged and to she's, a woman. Yeah, she's engaged to a woman. She's yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that happened last year too. Um, so it was just it was a really great. It, it developed into a really engaging show. Mm. Um, I used to watch that on opposite of Greenleaf. Um, which oh. I don't know what happened to Greenleaf. Oh, I th- I've heard of it. I never watched it. Yeah, Greenleaf was this church drama. <gasps> they had. Oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, okay. it was good. It was a good old church drama. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's is it not coming back. Um, oh no. Well, I guess it's no. It, it will. Patty Labelle is gonna be on the next on the season three. So I think it'll like probably it usually airs after Queen Sugar. So mm. I think that's what will happen. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. Well, we are almost out of time. Oh, we had on here Avengers Infinity War is out. I don't know. I've never watched the Avengers. Oh, never seen any of them? No. Girl, get on it. I don't know. But I'm here for going back to Wakanda, though. Okay, okay. I'm here for it. Yeah, apparently, like, most of my passport are there. Yeah, so I'm down for it. I mean, yeah, it just came out, like, what, yesterday? So... I'm sure it'll break records and whatever, whatever. But like, yeah, from what I hear, like Shiri's like really has a big role in it. I mean, obviously Black Panther has a big role in it. And so does, uh, what's her face? The, the female like fighter, whatever her name is. Oh, the warrior. Yeah. The warrior girl. I love, I love her. her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's delay, 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 whatever. But yeah, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm just happy that Wakanda's getting more life and mm-hmm. love. And- did they ever, did we ever find out if there was actually going to be a sequel? I don't think they've announced it yet, but I think it's part of the planning that there's there will be there'll definitely be a Black Panther too. I yeah, it's part of the whole. Marvel. Oh, the Marvel. Yeah, yeah, it becomes yeah. a series. Like, yeah, oh, especially yes. it being is it's the most successful Marvel's like debut, like for a sole debut character. I think so. Yeah, it's like the most successful. So yeah, they'd be dumb not to bring it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck, they're bringing back Mamma Mia. So it's like the, yeah. <laughs> with Cher. <laughs> Wait, which what? I'm not hating. Yeah, yeah I'm not hating. I'm gonna go watch it. I mean, didn't any, we just do Mamma Mia? No, yeah. Mamma Mia was like ten years ago. It was it ten years ago? Damn, it was like ten. It was a while ago. 
But the movie made so much ridiculous amount of money that they're somehow recreating the story. And Cher, Cher plays Meryl Streep's mom. So <laughs> That's crazy. what I love. Uh, what, really? Yeah. Oh, but Meryl Streep isn't in the movie. She didn't sign back on to the movie. Oh, interesting. But for me, like, I will pay 20 bucks alone to see Cher come out in the movie and sing Fernando, which is going to happen. <gasps> That's right. It's, it's like, in the preview. It's the gayest thing to have ever have happened. <laughs> to have ever have happened. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I would have to check that out. I didn't know that. I did not know that. We all... It's almost time for us to go. Oh, thanks for. Are you gonna me like? You in. should make this like a monthly residency. Yeah, like you know, I'm gonna try to try to cycle back through yeah. we'll, we'll every call, once in a while. We'll call you J Lo or Maria. Yes, make sure to check us out online at radioqueerminded.com. Also, sign up for the Radio Free Brooklyn newsletter. We might be giving stuff away. You never know. So make sure to sign up on the website at radiofreebrooklyn.org/slash 